The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. What an absolutely incredible Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line that took place last Saturday. Off the charts, we were sold out. We had people coming in during, right before the start of the uh, Pleasure Fest saying, we want to buy tickets. We'll pay 200 bucks, 250 We had to turn them away. We were sold out. An incredible time with great Diamond Crown cigars, 35-plus incredible spirits, food that was absolutely off the charts. We had very cool airplanes. We had great entertainment, and we had great camaraderie. Now, it is our tradition after our live Pleasure Fest that we conduct a special post-Pleasure Fest edition of the Cigar Dave Show. We do it the next day, Sunday morning, because we've got our entire Primo crew with us. So even though you're listening to this a week after the Pleasure Fest, we're actually doing it the day after. But no fears, you will still get maximum entertainment value for your buck. For what you're paying, believe me, you should be thrilled. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Make Alpha's great again, or make America alpha again. That's what we started saying last week. We are at the Davidoff Lounge here in the Cigar City of Tampa, being hosted by our good friend, the proprietor, Jeff Borshowitz of Davidoff Lounge, as well as three Corona Cigar stores in Orlando. Jeff, great that you could attend yesterday. You attended last year as well. Off the charts, my friend, huh? Dave, we love having you and all of your listeners coming to the great Cigar City here in Tampa, Florida. Well, I live here, Jeff, remember? I know, You're the one that we like having the, from Orlando. I, I get that, but what was really cool was seeing how many, I, I'd say about 60 to 70% of the folks that were there yep. were from out of state. And these yep. guys were coming from all over. New Buffalo, up in We, the, we had Detroit, were, we had Houston, in fact, Texas. Oh, we had Texas. a number we had, of cities this, Texas. this is a great story. Uh, sergeant Mike, he's really a sergeant in the Army, came in. And he emailed me early this week saying, I'm coming in from Houston. My flight gets in at 1035. Will I still be able to check in because registration's from 9 to 10? Well, we keep it open until, until everybody has checked in. And he got there on time. And we took some pictures, got a chance to talk to him during the show and after the show. And he said he was, I said, well, he's staying overnight. He said, no, I've got a 7 o'clock back. So we made sure we got him transportation back. And uh, he couldn't take his bottle of booze that we had. <laughs> he had some tequila as well as some uh, special whiskey. I said, give it to me. We're going to send it to you uh, in Houston. And I was, you know, thrilled and overwhelmed that people came in from Iowa, Houston. Uh, uh, we had other parts of Texas. We had Florida. We had Wisconsin. Detroit. Wisconsin. Canada. Uh, uh, Canada. Canada. Connecticut. Yeah. Virginia. Hale was from Toronto. 
That's yep. right. Yeah. So just absolutely incredible. And, Jeff, you hit it right on the head. Really uh, fantastic that we had all these people that came into town, and they had a great time. You, you know what I heard, heard more oh, than By the way, once. let me introduce everybody. Oh, okay. Hold that thought Hold that thought while we do it. First of all, to my left, I've got Voice Talent Ed. Yes, Good morning, sir. Voice Talent. We've Good got morning. Puff Muffin Lori. We've got Captain Paul. We've got Mick the Brit. By the way, Mick the Brit, you're wearing this uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies yellow and uh, green outfit. You look like a bumblebee with the wrong, uh, the green, uh, you, you can pass for a bumblebee. Stop I, buzzing, I, Mick. I would say I would say um, look more like a wasp. A wasp? Uh, no, I don't think so, Mick. No, no, no. That, those are all, no, no. Have you ever seen a bumblebee? Do you not have bees in, in the UK? Yeah, we do. Well, then that looks like a bumblebee. And by the way, Stop what size shirt is that? Stop flapping your arms, Mick. Stop flapping what, what, your arms. What size shirt is, I know, it's got, you nice say, what size flag. shirt is that? Boys, large. Yeah, next time, why don't you get a men's XL? You'll be you a little bit better, my up. friend. Either that or you shrunk it in the, lawn, in, the, in the dryer. Jeff Borshowitz, we've got Butcher Dave. Great job filling in for Colonel Ange. Not an easy task. I, talk, I, I texted Colonel Ange yesterday. He said, great show. I said, Colonel Ange, the pooch pit is still yours. But Butcher Dave, you did a great job. So many uh, thanks. Well, thank you very much, General. We've got Portuguese Princess Colleen wearing her Philadelphia Eagles shirt today because the Super Bowl <laughs> is later today. So Portuguese. And we've got XO Tim. And we've got Captain Cy that are getting their Bloody Marys over at the bar. There's, you know, with this group, there's always somebody at the bar. Never fit. Usually it's Mick, Mick yeah. straight up to a tap. You know, if you take a look, we've got about 30 different scotches that are upside down. You just pull the button and it flows out. But Captain Paul, you were bringing up a, a, something we were talking about during the open here about all our visitors. Well, more than once yesterday, I'd be talking to an individual who showed up at the show alone. And he's, you know, the person would say, I'm, I'm sitting with this table. I don't know anybody. Right. And we're all synergizing. It, they just had an absolute fabulous time with all the other alpha males. They didn't have to have friends because they made friends at the show. It was absolutely incredible. Right. We, we saw that uh, our guest from, our alpha from Wisconsin, that mentioned, he said, hey, I don't know any of these guys. Now I'm all buddies. And that's the thing. And, Jeff, you see this at all your stores, and we talk about it. The fact that the camaraderie factor with people that are everybody there yesterday was happy. They wanted to have a good time. They didn't look. My thing is, we 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 charge a big buck for the tickets. There's no question about it. It's 170 dollars plus the Eventbrite service fee. It's about 180 dollars a ticket. But my feeling is this: people don't have a problem paying if they feel like they're getting exceptional value for what they're paying. You walk in, they got six incredible super premium cigars, five diamond crowns, including two priceless diamond uh, diamond crown cigars. They also got a uh, nice uh, libation. In food the bag. was off the charts. Yeah. Food was off the charts, and it was there till three o'clock. That's ex- and that's what I told the caterer. It starts at ten a.m. Get everybody on, and all the chafing dishes are refilled, and by three o'clock. We want every morsel of food out replenished until we shut the doors at 3 o'clock. The libations were fantastic. We had 36 different spirit samplings off the charts. Um, and so every and got a nice gift bag. So the, the moral of the story is people don't have a problem paying, but they want to get value. And everybody that came up to me yesterday said, General, five-star all the way. We had a couple that came in from Connecticut, and he said, you know, my wife was saying, geez, 170 or 180 a ticket. And the general's been talking about it nonstop, saying it's a five-star VIP experience. And you were you were lying, general. It was a ten-star experience, and that's really important. And I, and I think Jeff, you you heard that from people as well. One of the coolest things to me is that you know we have cigars and whiskey and everything else, but when you get to go smoke these cigars, everybody inside this big gorgeous oh, aircraft awesome. hangar oh. with ten and twenty million dollar jets around you, and while you're out there smoking, every night you hear one you know firing up out there to get ready to take off. I just think that was so cool. What do we have? A hundred foot ceiling in there? Oh, it's 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 high. Whatever. That's a yeah, very big. You can get a Gulfstream 
uh, six uh, six fifty in there, so it's a very high ceiling. It's it's at least it's got to be at least seventy eighty feet, no question about it. But nobody else is doing. When we were looking around for a venue, we did it at the Hard Rock for a number of years, and we wanted to get into an indoor venue because we had some rain, and obviously some uh, rain. That was a monsoon. Well, we had one day two years ago. That's right. It's just for about ten minutes. That's all it was. Just before we started, you handled but, that real well, by the way. Well, you know the show must go on. But we were looking for somewhere, and I'm very familiar, obviously, with Shelter. Before that, it was Tampa Jet Center. Obviously, I'm familiar with it, and uh, I had this idea uh, a couple of years ago. They had a big Super Bowl party. It was about seven years ago. They took an entire hangar, and I said, you know, it's right under my under my nose here. Let's do this. Now, there's a lot more logistics. There's more expense to do it. But when you walk in there, it is, it's pretty overwhelming. People look and say, man, this is and, – and, Jeff, you've been to Big Smokes that Cigar Aficionado puts on. You've been to other events. There's nothing like we just did. Yeah, but it also most people never have that chance or opportunity to go into – when you go to these airports, there's a section where the commercial airliners go, right? And there's the section where the private jets go. And those little FPO, those little little private terminals where these jets come in, that's where we're walking into. That's the facility we're using. So it's like this little, you know, this this lifestyle that most of us will never be able to see and hang out, and smoke cigars, and drink whiskey in it. So yeah. it's yeah. so it's yeah. pretty yeah. doggone yeah. cool. It was great. You know, people are saying this could be a festival. You know, they, they didn't want to leave, Dave. No, but three, mean, th- we, we shuts, it, it closed at 3. By 3.30, we finally had to say, thanks for coming. <laughs> I said, Sergeant Steve, kill the ambiance music. Got to go. Because we had everybody ready to strike. Yeah, we had the drapery companies ever. and we had the tables. And, again, a lot of logistics, a lot of work. Special thanks. One very important group of people I forgot to thank, ironically, who really helped out. That was ExecuJet, who had their planes there. I want to thank Peter Conzulo, whose uh, office is right next to mine. Uh, the uh, president and owner of ExecuJet, Thomas May, who is their, his right-hand man, really helped out. And how about the grand entrance? You guys were oh, a little surprised. And we're going to post the video. The entrance, what I did was I had a, a flight suit that I hadn't worn in years, a military flight suit. Cigar Dave the General uh, just kind of uh, embossed on it. And uh, it's got all the zippered pockets and everything. So I went in and donned the flight suit. About five minutes before airtime, they shut the door, and on cue, what he said, here's the general's... Go ahead, voice down, do it. Cigar Dave. No, sorry, go, here's the... Now, your global aviator-in-chief. Your global aviator-general-in-chief, Cigar Dave. And all of a sudden, the door (laughs) slowly opens, people are looking, and Mick was looking, he's like, where's the general? We're we're ready to go on the air. I I can see from the the windshield of the plane, you're looking around going, what the hell's going on here? You're getting nervous. (laughs) I was, I thought I I might have to do it, you know. I was going to pull a Mick, we're basically have a couple of vodkas before I forget to show up on time. (laughs) So the door comes, and I waited a few seconds, and people are looking, and all of a sudden I come out in the flight suit. That was fantastic. That was very cool. That was a very neat entrance. Dave, every woman made it on that jet with her husband or boyfriend or whatever. It was hysterical. And I'm standing there as they're getting on the jet, and I'm saying, women, no clothes taken off until after the show. No, I'm doing it now. <laughs> oh, we said they made it, you know, with their husbands. I thought you were going to say for a second they all wanted to make it with me. Well, because let's face it, that would be the five-star well, highlight of their they, day. They, they didn't verbalize that, but we know that's But well, you know they're thinking that. Yeah, you know, if you had one of those little thought bubbles, they'd say, yeah. one hour with the general. I did see the jet rocking a couple times. On this so. private jet. On know? the private jet, exactly. What stays on this jet, private jet. What happens on the private jet stays, stays on, on the, the private jet. By the way, Hugh Culverhouse, the former owner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he talked like this. I remember saying, well, Bill Perkins was going to be, or Ray Perkins was my Vince Lombardi. And Ray Perkins was not anywhere near close to Vince Lombardi. But he used to wear this orange jacket, very heavy set. 
let's just say, wasn't exactly the most handsome of men, okay? <laughs> and when he passed away, there were stories about uh, him on, uh, when he was on his jet with a waitress from, I believe, the university club uh, downtown that he had as his guma. And the pilots had to testify in the estate hearing about what went on. And one of the pilots said, well, there were times when we saw so-and-so on her knees performing certain <laughs> pleasure maneuvers. I'm cleaning it up on Hugh Culver House. And the mere thought of that happening on a jet like that, on a man who is not in any way, shape, or form an attractive <laughs> guy at all, oh, that just destroys everything about the five, what is it, the Mile High Club. There you go. But in any event, but it was just a great event. And, and uh, Butcher Dave, let's go over the menu. You had the Brady's Teeny Weenies, which are the little mini Salem's hot dogs and the puff pastry. I love that. Uh, yeah, that turned out real they nice. They actually tasted damn damn good. Well, we had a little creamy buffalo sauce on top of them, so. We did. We had the mini mini solta moink balls, the bacon wrap meatball top with cream sauce. That was great. Oh, that's Yep, one of Colonel Ange's favorites, too. Well, right. Sultan loved one of those. Uh, I just gave him, I didn't give him the puff. He just wanted the Salins. Okay. He had about three of them. And then for the entrees, the Nick Foles Philly Flyer. That was huge. Yeah, that was a, yeah, the whole chicken was spread eagle on that roll, and. It's kind of hard to get, you know, peppers, onions, provolone, cheese. It's kind of hard to get your hands around. But well, I'll tell you what. I, it, was it was very tasty, winner. but but when I started to crunch into the bones, that was a little yeah, bit too right. hard on the on the chompers. So I next year we're gonna one. we're gonna go fillet, uh, pulverized patriot wrap. Actually, that was pretty good. It was, oh, or as Puff Muffin Laura would say, that was wicked good. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice combination of lobster, shrimp, crab, all pulverized in a wrap. Because that's the uh, Patriots are going to get pulverized tonight. Pulverized, yep. It had a nice bone crunching bite to it because it put some tortilla chips in it also. Ah, that was the key. And then we had the Gronkowski Cuban grinder. We took the best of uh, Polish and the best of Cuban and mixed yep. them together. Yes, yeah, so was. Uh, it gave it a little different flavor. The Polish sausage was a little. It had a little spice to it also. Something a little different. All right. Then we had the General's five star tomahawk chop. And I just took the entire bone and just, you, you cut it, I said, screw that. We're going very primal here. <laughs> very yeah, Like Fred Flintstone took a bite on that thing. And uh, i got to tell you, we've got two of those tonight for a Super Bowl yeah. party. By the way, Jeff, if you and uh, the warden are in town, you're more than welcome to the attend. Warden. All right, we're in. <laughs> Perfect. We'd love to have you. And then you did a coffee rub on the tomahawk. Yeah, that one, I, we, uh, I put a little bit of coffee in a, a bubba. I call it a bubba rub, something I kind of developed on my own. And... Uh, it just, you know, the coffee gives it just a little different flavor. It's not like drinking a cup of coffee. And well, we seared it in your cast iron skillet. Exa- By the way, the cast iron skillet came back so clean. I'm, I was amazed. I thought oh. I was going to have to get my little chain in there. Uh, I wasn't going to send it back dirty. Very nice. You should come over after I bake every steak because I never get it that clean. That was very impressive. All right, when we come back, we'll continue our uh, Alpha Pleasure on the Flight Line wrap-up because I want to talk about all the spirits that we sampled. And one of the spirits, relatively new spirit, the Highland Park 12 Viking Honor, it was so good that uh, Colleen Karcher from Republic National Distributing said, General, come here, I saved one for you. So we're going to have some today. Jeff, have you had this yet? No. I'm, oh, gonna, wait, I'm looking forward to it. This is ultra smooth. And, you know, how, how appropriate when you think of Viking honor because the Super Bowl tonight's being played in Minnesota, yeah. the home of the Vikings. And even though you are listening to this, uh, what's the date they're listening to this, Jeff, uh, uh, Sergeant Steve? The 10th? Thank you. My brain, as I said, not totally functioning after uh, yesterday. So uh, uh, you're listening to this uh, Saturday, February 10th, but we're taping it Sunday, February 4th from the Davidoff uh, Store and Lounge here in 
the Cigar City of Tampa. All right, when we come back, we'll talk about all the great spirits, and then we'll uh, we got a whole bu- we've got some great conversational maneuvers that we will uh, take part in. And as always, when we talk about alpha male pleasure maneuvers, we are unapologetic. Everybody yesterday at the Pleasure Fest had a great time. They were friendly. They were having fun, and it's something the enemies of pleasure despise. But as I said yesterday, screw them. We will be undeterred in our quest of alpha male pleasure maneuvers. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. Present Johnny Mattis. And the reason we do, it's Valentine's Day, four days away, Super Bowl for dames. And we always welcome our very, my very special guest, special honorary member of my harem, lovely Laura Korn, author of 101 Nights of Great Romance and 101 Nights of Great Sex. Laura, a happy Valentine's Day to you. Ah, you too, by the way. I am so on my knees for you. Oh, I'll be right over. (laughs) Yes, I will. Valentine's Day, four days away. There's always the cliche, there's dinner and the chocolates and the flowers. But we're going to give a little different twist on the flowers. We are. You know what? I have some great pleasure maneuvers when it comes to flowers. First, don't send 12 long stem red roses. Send 11 red roses and one white red rose. No, (laughs) One yes, white one, rose. One white rose. That's right. Why? Why is that? Why is that? Such a cool move. Why is that? Tell us. You are going to write on the card, and she's going to melt when she reads it. In a bunch, there is always one that stands out, and you are that one. She is going to puddle. She is going to oh, melt. Oh, oh, she'll be a little <laughs> moist. She'll be ready for pleasure maneuvers. Outstanding. So a nice little touch, a nice little hint, Super Bowl for dames, Valentine's Day. Now, Laura, next hour, we will discuss pleasure maneuvers, the 101 night nights of great sex aspect after you romance her for Valentine's Day. Laura Korn will rejoin us, author of 101 Nights of Great Romance, 101 Nights of Great Sex. Cigars to great scotch. This is America's five-star pleasure paradise. The Cigar Dave Show. Our traditional post-alpha pleasure fest on the flight line recap that we record the day after pleasure fest. So we're recording this Sunday, February 4th. Fantastic. Over-the-top, phenomenal, five-star all-the-way pleasure fest on the flight line event. And uh, before we go back to our great crew here at Davidoff of Geneva... Let me go over what our spirit samplings were yesterday. First of all, for the beers, we had Funky Buddha Brewing. Jeff Borshowitz, you carry a lot of beer. Are you familiar with Funky Buddha? I know it's a craft beer. Um, 
here's one of the things about our stores is that we have an incredible selection of brown spirits. We are, I'll be honest, we're not that uh, uh, big in the craft beers just because of the space. Either you get right. you get it. Well, you used to when you're just beer and wine, yes, you were far right. bigger. There's no well, question. Yep. But I'll tell you, their beers are phenomenal. Constellation Brands bought them yep. uh, about seven, eight months ago. But we had their Floridian German style wheat ale with flavors and aromas of banana, citrus, and clove. We had their Pineapple Beach Blonde Ale, hint of pineapple. Their Hop Gun East Coast IPA, aroma of citrus and tropical fruits. Their Hop Simulator, massively hop double IPA. And the grand finale, their Maple Bacon Coffee Porter, the beer that they say started all. Porter with maple syrup and coffee. Did anybody sample that yesterday? Phenomenal. Breakfast in a glass. It smelled (laughs) just like maple syrup. I don't know, General. You know, that, that belonged on my waffles. Uh, well, I tasted it. It was pretty good. It was it was pretty good. And by the way, we've got voice talent Ed, Captain Paul McDebridge, Jeff Borshowitz of Davidoff of uh, Geneva Store and Lounge here in Tampa, Corona Cigars, Butcher Dave, Exo Tim, Puff Muffin Lori, Portuguese Princess Colleen, Captain Sai is at the bar. we got the whole crew here. But not only did we have great beers, and Adrian Morales uh, from, from Funky Buddha was just blown away by the event. From Edrington Spirits, we had the Macallan 12, the Macallan Double Cask, and the Macallan 15. We had the Highland Park, which is a, that's a whiskey, a, a scotch that gets overlooked sometimes because of their sister spirit, McCallan. But Highland Park Magnus, we had the uh, Valkyrie, and we had the new 12-year Viking Honor that we'll have for our libation today. We had from Partida Tequila, their Reposado, their Añejo, and their Blanco. We had Brugal 1888 uh, rum, Brugal Añejo, and their grapefruit juice splash and club soda. From Remy Contro, we had the Mount Gay Eclipse rum. Actually, their Mount Gay Eclipse, uh, uh, their little uh, libation. We had Mount Gay Black Barrel. We had Contro Noir. We had uh, Brook Laddie, beautiful uh, scotch. We had the Port Charlotte Single Barrel from Brook Laddie, the Classic Laddie, the uh, Islay Barley, the Octomore uh, Masterclass. From Remy, we had the XO, the VSOP, the 1738, and they also did a libation with that. From Vintage Wine Estates, we had their Swanson Pinot Grigio, their Swanson Alexis Cabernet, B.R. Cone Chardonnay, B.R. Cone Pinot Noir, their Clopagas uh, Blanc, the Clopagas Merlot, the Cartilage and Brown Chardonnay, and their Cab- uh, Cabernet. And from Four Roses, we had their Yellow Label Bourbon Mule that they made. We had their Single Barrel and Small Batch. That's about 35, 38 uh, total spirits. Everybody was blown away. Much bigger and better than ever before. And when we come back, we'll conduct the National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony. It is our post-Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure on the Flight Line Recap Edition. You, you need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following the general, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars. Info on the show each week and see what the general is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. 
$22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. It is our post-Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flight Line recap show today from Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. And for our cigar today, we select a very special cigar. It is the Tampa Davidoff FS. G. Foxtrot, Sierra Gulf in aviation terminology. That stands for the Florida Sun Grown. And the man that grows the Florida Sun Grown tobacco in Claremont, Florida, I have visited his farm, Jeff Borshowitz. Jeff, tell me about the Davidoff Tampa FSG. I got to tell you, I love the way you did that with like you're on the, the, the plane there. Sounds good. Davidoff, uh, in 2014 in the winter, we grew a special crop of uh, Florida Sumatra heirloom tobacco. Uh, it's the only winter crop we've done. That tobacco went exclusively to the Davidoff factory in the Dominican Republic. So we let Hanky Kellner and Eladio Diaz uh, take it from there. We gave them some direction. Direction meaning certain flavor profiles that of their existing lines of Davidoff that we uh, really enjoy. And we asked them to uh, blend Florida Sun Grown with those type of darker tobaccos. And they came out with an incredible, incredible blend. So this one's a little fuller bodied, very rich. Uh, Totally unique. Doesn't taste like any other Davidoff. I mean, Davidoff cigars are world-class, phenomenal cigars. Uh, but the FSG tobacco adds, like, a, what I like to call a secret sauce to it. So it adds a little extra zing. And uh, light it up and Some we'll enjoy it. Some secret sauce. And it's only available at the Corona Cigar Stores in Orlando, the three, and the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in here in the Cigar City of Tampa. Suggested retail. Uh, $28. 28 So, super premium cigar, limited cigar. Yes. But a very, very pleasant. Now, Jeff... You've given several of these. Actually, gave me a box. But when I went to visit you at the farm, you didn't give me this beautiful Perfecto-looking cigar. You gave me a machine-made cigar. And I said, Jeff, uh, where's the top shelf? And you said, General, you're on the farm, okay? You're not going to get the top shelf. When you're in the store where everybody can see it, we'll give you the top shelf. I felt a little slighted, Jeff, i got to tell you. <laughs> I don't remember it happening. Uh, just... <laughs> it's called revisionist history. Yes. All right, we continue. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. I have got a self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine that has been sharpened. Well, let's see. As I'm doing this, clipping back and forth, sharpening super sharp, because on a Perfecto, you cannot use... You can use a, a wedge cut, but not recommended. You can't use a piercer or bullet cut double-edged guillotine or a cigar scissors most elegant way. And believe me, on this Davidoff... 
uh, uh, FSG, Tampa FSG, you do not want to damage the cap on this in any way, shape, or form. So a sharp double-edged guillotine, my recommendation. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, this is actually a very big... This is not from our Cigar Dave Research and Development Laboratories. This is actually comes from what they use in the airplane hangar when they do need some welding, because you put that off. Just Whoa. listen to that. In fact, Jeff, it's a little cool outside. I'll just put this outside by the table, and everybody will be warmed up. It's about Listen a nine-and-a-half, ten-inch flame, General. That's, uh, yep, exactly. We would, uh, now let's bring it, we call, this is about a quarter-inch flame. We call this the mix-size edition for the flame right there. There you go. But we will use this today on the Davidoff Tampa FSG. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. Let me toast the foot of this magnificent cigar. And again, I'm going to take my time here because this is a very exceptional super premium cigar, $28 cigar. Now, Jeff, the FSG tobacco that's in here, this is really a labor of love because I know what you sell the tobacco for, and I know what your cost on it is, is on it, and all the labor and the fact that you've been doing it now for, what, about five, six years experimenting? Yeah. It's been uh, a long, it's a lot of sweat. Well, and, and the hurricane last we had last year, we were worried about that. It's not easy. No, but the thing is, there's a reason no one grows uh, tobacco, cigar tobacco in Florida anymore. It's because it's not economically feasible. And uh, the story costs too much. But we knew that, and uh, we knew that going into it. And that's not why we were doing it. We were doing it to bring back. A, a lost culture, a lost form of uh, of tobacco. It's a, it's like an, a, an ingredient that a chef has uh, in his uh, uh, a choice of spices or anything else. And uh, we wanted to bring back uh, a, a historic type of Florida tobacco, and it's worked out phenomenally. The tobacco historically has always been, um, believe it or not, they used to sell Florida tobacco. It was Cuban tobacco. They'd mislabel the boxes. There's a town up in North Florida called Havana, Florida. There's only one reason it was called Havana, Florida. So that the tobacco could be sold as Havana tobacco. There you go. So it's all, always been a, a historical part of Florida, but uh, listen, it's a lot cheaper to grow tobacco in the, in Central America than it is in America. So, mm, Artaya, the characteristics of the FSG, and what type of seed do you use, by the way? On that one, it was heirloom Florida Sumatra. Heirloom Florida Sumatra. But what about the other? I know you also everything grow else that we grow is Corojo ninety nine. We've experimented with two sets of seeds. Uh, Eduardo Fernandez, good friend, friend of mine, the uh, largest grower of uh, Agonorsa, of, right. yeah, of tobacco in, uh, est- in uh, Nicaragua. So he gets his seeds directly from Cuba. And, uh, you know, he helped me out years ago. We've been friends for 15, 20 years. And we planted both Corojo 90, uh, Criollo 98 and Corojo 99. They both perform uh, spectacular. However, Corojo 99, I love the flavor of it. It's... Uh, People don't like to grow it because it's small leaves, low yield, but it has the, the flavor characteristics and the quality are, are second to none. But it's just, you know, it's, it's uh, when you're growing tobacco as a farmer, you're looking for weight, you're looking for yields, and Corojo doesn't give you that. But if you're looking for flavor and quality, it gives you that. This has almost a single malt type of taste on the palate. Very unique, a multi, multi notes on yes. here. Very nice. And that's because we, when we, you know, Davidoff has two flavor profiles. They have their white band cigars, like the uh, the Signature Series and the Double R's and things like that. Then they have the black banded Davidoffs, which are like your Nicaraguan, your Brazilian, 
And so we asked Tanky and we asked Delatio to work using those the, the stuff that's in what's called the Black Davidoff band, that, that pillar of, of, of cigars. So this one has those, you know, you blend it with those type of tobaccos and it gives you something truly unique. Uh, it reminds me talking about Eladio, the master blender down at uh, Tabacos Dominicanos in the Dominican Republic, the Davidoff factory. And it reminds me of our good friend, Avo Uvesian. And every year, Avo would give me, right about two months before his birthday, my, same birthday as my mother, cigar mother, Piera, March 22nd, he would say, Dave, come here. And he would give me a cigar. He'd say, special cigar, anniversary cigar, Eladio and I have been blending for two years. Best cigar ever. Best Avo ever. And I'd say, Avo, you told that to me last year and the year before and the year before. He goes, I know, but I was bullshitting you then. <laughs> so totally, that was Avo, and we always think of Avo. Yeah. Uh, and I know you were very close to Avo, Jeff, and uh, he was a great, uh, great, just a great gent all the way, and we certainly miss him. But his memory still lives. I can still hear him. I can still see him. I can still picture him with his white suit and the, and the, and the hat. And uh, playing, those are memories that are just etched in per- perpetuity. Yeah. Per- per- perpetuity. Avo came out to the farm several several times whenever we were growing tobacco. He loved going out there. And I have some really cool pictures of him in the fields with the tobacco, with his, you know, his trademark hat. Um, he always wanted to have an Avo cigar with FSG tobacco in it. But, you know, the, the process of, of uh, growing the tobacco, aging the tobacco, making cigars, is a long process, and unfortunately, the length of time to do that outlasted uh, Avo's time on Earth. But he lived to be uh, 90 years old, so he had a great God run. Bless him. We, we saw him the last time at the Hard Rock. Yeah, he was. That's, that's right. That's he came right. in. Oh. That's right. And he was just—he was ill before that, but he came, and boy, did he light up! He oh had a gosh. great time. Yep. And uh, he and my mother, cigar mother Pierre, they both both speak fluent French, so they both hit it off. Same <laughs> birthday. Had some great stories. Sharp as attack. Sharp as attack. Yeah, he really was. He really he lost it. And, and Avo was just the stories and just being around him. And uh, I remember, Jeff, there was one Davidoff Golden Bands Award dinner, black tie event in Las Vegas. And Avo was a little ill. He couldn't make it, and they had a video. And when they said Avo couldn't make it, you heard a collective, oh, a grunt from people saying, you know, because everybody wanted to see Avo. Yeah. You know what? The event we did at Hard Rock, I think that was Avo's last big one. It was. Because he had a, he had a, you know, he could only travel, you know, he had to go to Las Vegas. It's four hours, five hours on a plane. And that kind of exceeded the, how long he could Well, do he, he told the story about his music and cigars. And how did, how did it go? Um, he did um, cigars for love and music for money or something like that. Well, I, well I, he, yeah, he or, was a struggling musician yeah. for uh, all his life. But his, his, or maybe his it was stories, the opposite way. His stories are fascinating. And they went from, you know, from the Middle East to America and, and you know, Central American stuff. So he had just he was the really pianist for the Shah, I it, think. Yes, he yeah. was. Yep. So he, he sort of had like a, a Forrest Gump type of lifestyle where all these cool things just kept occurring. Yeah. He did. <laughs> you know, the first time I and, met him. And they weren't by design either. It yeah. was just these things just kind of like. happened. They just yeah. happened. It yeah. was a very, you know, I, I believe uh, very spiritual the way things just kind of happened with him. And he's a magnetic personality. Everybody he met was. him knew that. And that's why I think this, this, those kind of things happen. So it was very cool. First time I met him, he gave me a cigar. And I couldn't bring myself to smoke it. It remains in a box frame <laughs> on my wall to this day. Yeah, I still have uh, virtually every anniversary edition. And I probably, ha- I don't smoke them very often. You know, only on special occasions. So I have some. Remember that Abo 22, that Perfecto that they did? Yep, in the cylinders. In the cylinders. I still have, I think there's 22 in the cylinder. And I think I have probably about 16 left. And 
If I do smoke, it's got to be a special. Yeah, yeah. phenomenal yeah, cigar. It really is. In fact, in fact, Sergeant Steve, on one of our rejoins, let's do some of Avo's music from his uh, CD that we've played. Because Avo, great master musician, great bon vivant, great friend. We certainly miss him. All right. This cigar, this Davidoff Tampa FSG, beautiful flavor, a lot of fullness, but very, very smooth, no bite. Very malty. I need the appropriate beverage accoutrement. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. So yesterday, we had John Struther and Colleen Karcher of Republic National Distributing, good friends, who provided, I just counted, we had a total of 40 spirits and beers. We had five beers, 35 spirits, and related spirits libation. That's all. That is a record. And those are top, top, top shelf. Jeff, you sell them all. There was nothing below 50 bucks yesterday, uh, a bottle. I mean, super premium. And I know you walked around and and, uh, you carry many of their products here. But she said, I've got something new that I want you to start with. I said, okay. And I thought it was going to be a McAllen. She said, nope, Highland Park. Now, Highland Park is a sister. It's owned by Edrington Group. So basically, McAllen... Highland Park, they're owned by the same company. But Highland Park, to me, is like the little stepchild. Would you not agree, Jeff? Well, it doesn't get as much press. However, the, the, the big characteristics, the way we position McAllen with our Scotch drinkers, McAllen comes from Speyside region. The, the, the malt that's used in that is unpeated, meaning there's no smokiness to it. So you're going to get the floral notes and sweet notes and, and much more uh, approachable for a lot of people. Highland Park comes from a very, very northern part of Scotland in the Orkney Islands. Very cold up there, and it's quite remote. There's not much there other than some cows, some grass, and two distilleries, Highland Park and Scotland. So Highland Park, though, uses a peated malt, which which when you, you, you drink like an Eiley whiskey, like Laphroaig, they're, they're heavily peated. Highland Park is just kind of in the middle. It's lightly peated. So their peat has a different component to it. It's it's It's... You know, they can get into the technical things. It's got heather but not wood. So it has a peatiness to it that's kind of in between. So when you're going from a non-peated whiskey to an in-between, Highland Park's the choice. Well, speaking of uh, cows, milk, uh, Mick the Brit loves cows. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. In fact, Mick, my, my understanding is that living in the country in the U.K., that you get up at 4 in the morning and milk the cows every morning. I do indeed, yes. <laughs> Just hopefully not in that bumblebee-looking shirt that you're wearing right now. That'll scare the hell out of them general, at 4 in the morning. General, it's a wasp. I'm a wasp. No, no that, that's... Wasps are, are all brown and black. No, that, 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 that's a bumblebee. You look like a queen bee, okay? So that, that's... We're sticking to that story. We'll take a picture, and you, we'll let we'll let the uh, alphas decide. Now, as I mentioned, Colleen comes up to me yesterday, and she said, I got a special new single malt scotch that we're going to start with. I said, okay. Highland Park 12 Viking Honor. Wasn't even on our initial list. Brand new. It reflects what they say the unique culture of the remote island on Orkney. It's part of Scotland, but originally belonged to a vast Viking kingdom. So they honor the spirit of their Viking ancestors. And it was uh, the same standards that they introduced in 1798 by their founder, Magnus Unson, a descendant of those early Viking settlers. So they wanted to do something that was going to be very, very smooth. It is natural cast-driven color, no additives, a glowing amber. I'm going to pour this. And, again, we talked about peatiness. I was shocked. Very, very smooth. So everybody pass your glass, and I'm going to put a little bit in. As we do this, here we go. Bring the glasses over. I want everybody, because we're all going to do cheers at the same time. 
We need one more. Oops, one more over there. Okay. We're going to do one more here. Taking our time. Okay. We don't want any spillage here. All right. Okay, you all look like trick-or-treaters lined up to get a trick-or-treat candy. <laughs> I'll put them up here and you Dave, can just this smells grab. so good. I mean, the smell, as soon as I smelled it yesterday, yep. I'm like, this smells, it's got a honey-like, don't, yes. don't drink it yet, don't drink it. We're going to swig it around in the snifter here. We want to release some of the uh, the uh, components in here. Mm. And looking and at it, the side of the glass, General, there's long legs on this. That's right, long legs, and uh, we haven't checked the breasts yet, but we will, I'm sure, a little bit later. <laughs> oh, I'll, get to, the, I'll, get, I'll get to those. I heard later. that, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw pictures of that. Yes, and that's, we'll get to a breast yes. of things. I, I'm still traumatized by that things, right? picture. Now, some honey on here, some almost some some winter spice, like a pumpkin spice that I'm getting, a little orangey. I'm not getting a lot of the smoky peat. Not getting anything. All right, so let us say cheers to everybody. We will cheers, cheers to a great pleasure fest, great camaraderie, cheers. great friendship, getting together. All right. Fantastic. And we will take a sip here. Oh, is that ever smooth. Wow. Not a lot of warmth, not a lot of bite, not a lot of peatiness. I'm getting a little bit of ginger, a little bit of honey. Mm, let me see here. Boy, General, there's mm. that much burn on this no. at all. Dave, this wow. almost tastes like it's unpeated. I haven't, but this is brand new, by the way, guys. We don't have this at any, any of our bars or anything like that. So I've never had this before. This tastes almost like it's an unpeated You're bang malt. on with that honey assessment, though. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, so Jeff, you got to carry this. This is fantastic. Yeah, we will. Yeah. This, this yep. is phenomenal. So, so Highland Park, what's kind of interesting, I had visited there last year. And Mick the Brit, you might appreciate this. You know how Scottish people don't consider themselves like, you know, they're definitely not English, right? They're not British. They they're, say, they're, well, they're, they say they're British, but, you know, they're England and Scotland. Oh, yeah, that's two right. folks, right? Big rivalry. Did you know that, that up uh, in uh, Orkney, even though it's part of Scotland, they don't consider them Scottish? Yes. They consider themselves that they're, they're Norwegian. From Norway? Yeah, really? yeah. Very interesting how that island became part of Scotland. It was a gift from the, from the, between the two royal families. Mm-hmm. There was some kind of royal wedding. And Norway gave that island to Scotland. Well, I never knew yep. that, Jim. And they I, were talking I, about buying it back, but they couldn't afford it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess if we go to, uh, to Island Park, we'd see Inga in the uh, distillery. <laughs> Inga's our master distillery. But this is fantastic. Very, very smooth, very approachable, great any yep. time of day. I'll tell you, this is, the, this is almost, to me, the perfect neat sipping whiskey. In a, mm. it, we yep. got it in, in a cognac snifter, and the reason is... It, there's just no bite to it. Very little warmth, very smooth, and it's a perfect accompaniment to this Davidoff uh, Tampa FSG. I had brought out some ice here, but you don't need it with this. Yeah, oh, we don't even need it. I tell you, it's I think best the, ice, the ice is yeah. so smooth. Draw on your cigar afterwards. It's yeah. absolutely yeah. spectacular. Yeah, Jeff, choice. Jeff, the only thing you have with whiskey is more whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> That's come, you come, because you come from a cold country. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think they said the suggested retail on this was somewhere around $45, 45 48 really? maybe even less. Yeah. That's not it bad It was definitely in the 40 to 50 range. i got to tell you something. That's why I said Colleen or, or, uh, uh, yesterday. Not, not Portuguese Princess Colleen, but Colleen from Republic National. I said, Colleen, you got to snag me a bottle. She's like, i got a bottle for you, but it's going to cost you. I said, okay. She said, I want one of those Cigar Dave blue crew shirts, those Columbia crew shirts that everybody we'll wears. That, <laughs> so I'm getting one for her and for, for, uh, for John. They both want one, so we're going to deliver that to them. And by the way, they, all, they both said, we're in next year. And Eric Newman came up to me and said, I hate to tell this to you, General, 
but we're in for next year again. I said, well, what? It's, it's like it's not like going to get a tooth extracted from a dentist. You know, what do you mean? Hate it? He goes, I I know because because it, it's a successful event, and I don't have to get prop up your ego even more. But, you know, so, General Eric and Bobby were saying yesterday that like nobody can bring a crowd together like this but Cigar Dave. Yep. Yes. That's well, true. that's that's a high compliment from them, and uh, I go back with them twenty two and a half years. The first I still remember walking first. into the J.C. Newman. I'll tell you what, we got to take a quick time out. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll carry that story when we come back, as we've got much more our Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line post. Uh, post-show edition from the Davidoff Store and Lounge of the Cigar City continues. Check out the all-new CigarDave.com. Get info on the cigars and libations the general enjoys during the show. Get recipes from the pooch pit and drink cocktails, too. You can listen to the show on our 24-7 stream or download the latest podcast to listen to anytime. Get it all at CigarDave.com. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. In 1964, José O. Padrón began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padrón cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padrón controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padrón family, it's called making great cigars. The Padrón lines include the Padrón 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padrón Traditional line. All Padrón cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padrón. For your Padrón retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padrón is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. As we continue our post Cigar Day Valpo Pleasure Fest on the flight line, a recap from the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa with our entire crew and Jeff Borsowitz, the uh, proprietor. Um, Jeff, we we're talking about uh, the Newmans, Bobby and Eric Newman. They had a great time. They were the last to leave. And I know we were talking about some things, but I go back with them 22 years, and I'll never forget when I first went in. I met Stanford at a Gasparilla, the Gasparilla Parade. Stanford was drunk as a skunk. 
had a cigar, and I'm smoking a cigar. He turns to me and he says, you're a young guy to be smoking a cigar. I said, I know, I love him. That's when you can smoke inside at the Hyatt Hotel. And he said, I'm in the cigar business. J.C. Newman, I said, Cuesta Ray. He goes, here, have a couple Cuesta Rays. And then I called Eric with this idea to do the show, and I sat down in the big Newman uh, 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 lounge, or the uh, conference room with all the pictures. It was, you know, like one of those companies from the 1950s. And I told Eric, I got this idea, and he looked at me and he said, you seem like a nice guy, smart guy, but you're out of your mind. Nobody can talk about the cigar lifestyle for an hour, and we've been in the business almost 100 years. Don't call us. We'll call you. After the first show, guess who called who? Eric called me, said, come and see me. Hour two of the Cigar Dave Show is next. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown. As you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, I can think of nowhere that I'd rather be, as Marv Lee would say, right here, right now, Davidoff of uh, Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City with our great crew from Buffalo. And uh, we've got Jeff Borshowitz, the uh, owner of the Davidoff Store and Lounge and Corona Cigars. And uh, also Moonlights is Mr. Douglas from Green Acres, growing Florida sun-grown tobacco. By the way, Jeff, you never, when I said, hey, Mr. Douglas, you had never seen Green Acres before. Okay. I hadn't, but I tell you what, I started watching it on Netflix after he did that. It's a great show. I, I totally get it now. Yeah. I totally get it. I call him Mr. I Douglas. Totally get it. I'm like, where's Mr. Haney? And I, yeah. I, and I call, I call, I call uh, the warden, his wife. Uh, uh, Mrs. Douglas, yep. you know, New York is where I'd rather be. Times Square, the air. We, we are the real uh, Green Acres. So we continue. We let me introduce left to right. We've got Voice Talent Ed. Voice Talent Ed, yes, great sir. job yesterday. Thank you. And, and you too. I mean, everybody. I mean, everybody had a great show. It was, it was the, 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 the quickest uh, two hours in radio went by like 15 minutes. Well, nobody else does what we do, the extravaganzas that we do. And it's funny because we had some of the broadcast executives uh, that were in attendance yesterday, and they were blown away. They didn't get it. I know, Sergeant Steve, <laughs> in your former life, you were actually a program director at many stations and uh, carried the show. I think you were up in Minneapolis, actually up in Minnesota. And uh, you carried us in Memphis, didn't you? Memphis, yes. Yeah, Memphis. Yep. And then down here uh, when you uh, took over program director duties. Birmingham. That's right. And uh, we were on uh, Homer in Cincinnati with Randy yes, Michaels. Yep, I remember yep. Randy Michaels, the uh, former CEO of J-Corps. Brilliant guy. I remember saying, Randy, how come we're not on? And he said, that's a good question. And he went over to uh, Sean, his right-hand guy, and said, Sean, how come he's not on? He's like, we'll get him on. Yeah, I got that call from Sean. Next Saturday, next, the following Saturday, can, you, can, can we get everything in time for that? Yep, no problem. And we're on Homer, so... But you 
when, you know, you kind of came from the programming end and never really saw, because most of the time when people think about a radio broadcast, radio remote, you know, it's two speakers at a, at a car dealership. Eight-foot table with a table skirt. A table skirt and about ten people <laughs> that show tchotchkes. up. Yeah, maybe a free hot dog here and there. But nobody has ever done what we do with this extravaganza, where people coming in from all over the country, and we got a big buck for tickets. They're $170, $180 with the service fee. But everybody gets tremendous value, and nobody puts on the extravagance that we do. If you bought everything that you got in the bag, it's going to cost you at least $170. Oh, And you don't more. get the entertainment with it. Well, exactly. n- not even that. I mean, think about, think about this. There are uh, whiskey festivals where they have 40 different spirits where they charge you 150 bucks just for the 40. Then people are getting about $100 worth of cigars, the gift bag, the uh, little amenity kit that we give, a little bottle of booze as they come in. The food alone is scrumptious. I mean, that is, we have the paella. We have the carnivore carving station. We had the uh, 1905 salad, Cuban salad. We had the pressed Cubans, the dessert station. We had the pasta, the potato. Next year, we're going to do a mashed potato bar instead of a potato bar. That was one suggestion that Roast the Roast beef and turkey. Oh, yeah, carved beef. Absolutely. In Nobody, five, five hours of it. Five That's hours five of it. Five yeah. hours right. of it. It wasn't like one time. Yeah. There were people 10 o'clock, and they came for a snack again at 1 o'clock. I had guys asking like me, how long is the food going to be out? Till 3 o'clock, Till you guys leave. Till 3 o'clock, exactly. So it, 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 and I know the first time you, know, you did it before you joined us, Steve. It's a production. Took, it's yeah. not a remote. It's a production. Exactly. And, and you went to, I remember you told people back, uh, colleagues at uh, the station saying, you guys don't get it. you got to see this to believe it. And we had one of the top executives there yesterday. He came in to me and said, this blows me away. I've never seen anything like this. No, when I ran the radio station and, and just getting to town and getting to know everybody, and we went to lunch right. and everything. And I mentioned there was, I forget what the event was, and someone said, you know, well, we need to do something there. I said, well, let's get Cigar Dave out there. And I said, oh, that's, that's, you know, we can't do that. He won't do that. It's, it's too, his, his price is too high or whatever else. Hey, I'm like a that. major talent. I'm national talent. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to, it's not going to be, you're not going to get me for a coach fair. Thank you very much. And I kind of just wrote, okay, fine, we'll find right, someone right. else. Then you had a show. The first one when I was here, I went to it and I went, okay, it's worth every penny that you charge. But that client wasn't looking for the, for that. They were just looking for someone right. cheap. It, that's not right. what you do. We do nothing cheap. It's a five-star production. Absolutely. So, And just the camaraderie. And I say this over and over. And I've been saying it for 22 years. The camaraderie that people experience when they are together smoking cigars, having live. And nobody got drunk, by the can't way. Put a nobody val- was can't smashed, put a value okay? on it. No. We had Cannot the, 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 the uh, Deputy Chief of Police in plain clothes and two other senior Tampa police officers as security, but they were there smoking cigars and enjoying themselves. He said, General, this is the easiest event that I've ever worked private security for because there's no issues. Everybody has a great time. They're happy. Nobody gets sloshed. Um, in fact, I saw there were a few people that came in via Uber. One guy had a driver. He said, hey, this way I can enjoy myself. I don't have to worry about it. But everybody has a great time, and they're happy, and that's what the enemies of pleasure cannot understand. How it is that all of us who are adults, we work hard, we want to enjoy ourselves, we're not bothering anybody, we're happy people. And really what it boils down to is they're just not happy. They're miserable people that want to inflict their misery on others, and we just won't allow it. General, that brings me to the story. The one gentleman, I'm walking up to the stage, and he grabs me, and he says, look at my wife. She's, she's almost down on her knees, and he goes, she's an extreme liberal. But she's converting. Can you see? She's converting. That's saying something. Wow. That was beautiful. So, Dave, one thing, that when I was in the back and I had a lot of folks that were attendees, um, just talking to them, one of the cool things is, is when you do the intro of the show and voice talent Ed does his right. thing, 
It's like watching a, like a like a cartoon movie being made, and they show the celebrities doing the voiceovers and stuff. Because you get into it, it is so cool to watch. You have to. Your you arms are up in the well, air. Yeah, is, I say it's like the old Tonight Show. You know, yeah, when, when you have cool Ed McMahon, watching. and that was a production, and nobody does that. Nobody has the live announcer. And everybody says to us when they come in, they go, "It's unbelievable. You got like a real live." You know, announcer yeah. that that that's front and nobody does well, that. Well, it is a script. Crash. It is a script, and I even said to Dave yesterday, I said, "Oh man, when I took a look at that script, I said I can have fun with this. <laughs> I know how to take that word and make it. You know, and you know, screw the push up. Yeah. You, know, you just have a blast. Well, we we're lucky do. because voice talent Ed lives just an hour south of here in Sarasota, and I mean, Ed is voice talent Ed is world class voice talent yeah. all the way. I mean, Celine Dion, Barry Manilow. I, I, I won't I, I won't hold that against you, Barry Manilow. Well, by the way. that's so. Yeah, Listen, a true story. <laughs> I've taken a number of women out, and they go, this is like a little test for men. They said, would you go to a Barry Manilow con- uh, concert with me? And I said, hell no. <laughs> well, when this isn't going to work, I said, apparently not. That's the Portuguese princess. She got an elbow to the eye at a Barry Manilow concert. I said, you'd think you, this would be an ACD concert, but those people all flapping around, she walked around to go, boom. Tell it, you know, well. Well, well, Ed, well, we don't have time to tell the story right now, but I mean, it's well, yeah. Well, but but Ed, uh, Celine Dion, you do uh, World Wrestling uh, World Wrestling Entertainment, which is huge. Now. You know, what I mean, like well, yeah. he, he, Sunday football look like a General cabbage patch and Cartoon Network. General, he does voice on hold at Colvin Cleaners. Yeah, that's right. Colvin, <laughs> I heard the, most, <laughs> the most important thing I do, and I forgot about it. Well, yeah. Your green earth dry cleaning. And, uh, and there's a show Hello, called yes. Couples Court. Don't forget, which is oh, you'll clean your cutlers. Couples Court with the cutlers. And you're going to be out in Los Angeles. Well, I'm on in all markets in the U.S., uh, TV markets with Couples Court with the Cutlers. Uh, no you'll, you'll hear me at the beginning of the show and, and next. Well, as you know, far as I'm concerned, there's only one judge in TV history, and that's Judge <laughs> Joseph Wapner. Yep. Judge and the funny thing is, when they asked people the name, they said, you know, like, uh, jo- uh, what was it, Jay Leno used to do the jaywalking. Can you name one member of this, one judge on the Supreme Court? <laughs> uh, judge Wapner? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, God, people who judge Wapner. I think I sent out a tweet saying the world has lost one of the great ju- uh, jurists in uh, world history, in American history, Judge Joseph A. Wapner. Oh, yeah. And I'll never forget Rusty the ba- Rusty, would you Rusty get that, please? What do you yeah. think, Rusty? That was a great show. I mean, a Judge Wapner. Yeah, there's another judge that's going to have a show. He's, I think, in Rhode Island. He's a very... He's in his, I think, mid-70s, but he's the kind of judge that has a lot of compassion, and uh, he's got a show, and, and there's been... Well, there's some YouTube um, cuts, video cuts, Sergeant Steve, that we'll, we'll, we'll post on. I can't remember his name, but, you know, somebody... He said, well, did you do this? He said, yeah, Your Honor, but, you know, the problem is that I... It was a parking ticket. He said, I got three, and I was trying to get this job or whatever, and he said, well, let me ask you, do you have the money to pay the parking tickets? And she said, I really don't. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to waive all that, and I'm going to waive the court costs. Because you know what? You're trying to get a job. You're doing the right thing. And uh, just, just in the future, just put money in the meter. Thank you, Your Honor. And, and people like that. Because yeah. you know what? We need more judges that have a little bit more compassion and empathy instead of these bureaucrats that sit up there knowing they've got, you know, a 10-year appointment or a lifetime appointment. But we'll mark that down. But going back to the story of Voice Talent Ed, you know, we're lucky to have a world-class voice talent an hour south and there are other shows that would kill to have. I was know, a fan of the show before I was on here. I mean, I um, I reached out to Dave one time. I thought he keeps playing the same Dean Martin songs, and I've got everything that is Dean that a problem? Recorded. No, <laughs> but I said there's so many more. Let me send you the whole collection. He did. But, he did. Uh, 
Yeah. But uh, getting back to the judges, by the way, I know we're on WGST in Atlanta. We are. And, of course, that is out of uh, Atlanta. And, and the Cutlers are the first married judges in the history of television. Wow. So I'm, I'm well, see, after, after be... working together, if they're yeah. still going to be married after about five years. <laughs> no, they're just... Maybe they can go to their own couple's people. court. <laughs> yeah, we, they we really will, are. We will see on that. But, uh, again, as our post-wrap-up show here from the Alpha Pleasure Fest, we just had a great time. And, uh, and there's so many stories... And that's the one thing. It's it's a very difficult show to do because it's high energy. There's a lot going on. When I'm in the studio, it's much tamer, as Sergeant Steve will attest. It's very tame. But you got people coming from all directions. We've got the music. We're changing things. We've got the food, the spirits. But it's such a high energy two hours that it's so enjoyable that, you know, I really look forward to it because it really is a, a major event. And you all, because you're all out in the crowd, you get to talk to all the uh, our great alphas that attend and really get some great stories of where they're from. The one story I love, we have Don Martin from Charlotte. He's 90-year-old, a great oh. veteran. We had two tables from North Carolina and South Carolina that came, and one of the uh, our, our alphas that attended uh, tweeted something about Don, yeah, Joe, and I retweeted. Yes. Right, yes. And, exactly. Yep. And that was great. And remember in Charlotte, we'd have Don right in the front row. Absolutely. World War II Total vet. Total respect. Absolutely. We gave him a standing ovation. That's he, the kind he, his of thing son, we saw. His son was so proud to bring his father to the shows in Charlotte. It was absolutely fabulous. General, I've got to take my hat off to you because I can't tell you how you included everything. You took phone calls yesterday. You went to the crowd. Um, everybody got on the air. All the food got brought up to you. I mean... Dave, you did an absolute spectacular job. But your Dave, A1, job. man. A1, but your Dave, you Let me tell you, job. Colonel Ange is, yeah. Colonel Ange, t- very tough shoes to fill. Oh they're, only, they're only size eight shoes. but they're very shaken in my shoes. They're, they're yeah. very tough, but I tell you, you know what, being, but again, you you uh, mentored under the great Colonel Ange in the pooch pit, and uh, Colonel Ange, I know, was very proud, uh, and I know that that's the first one Colonel Ange has missed, I think, in about yeah. 16 years. Uh, and we missed him. Well, to Colonel really Ange's credit. I mean, he trained you well. Uh, yeah, we he, miss Colonel Ange, but mentor. I know yeah. we're, we're gonna we're gonna see Colonel Ange very soon. But we love yeah. you, Ange. Exactly. We did. It wasn't the same without Colonel Ange here. But Butcher no, Dave, no, you did a fantastic it. job. Well, thank and the you food very was, much. I was fantastic it. and coming uh, coming down from Buffalo. But we had so many military members, retired uh, Air Force, Army, uh, Navy. Uh, Coast Guard, could Marines. Have been, could have been 30 to 40% of the crowd. Oh, easy. Easy. Yeah, easy. And, I mean, well, we, we had full tables. We had full absolutely. tables. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, the, just the camaraderie that we had. And, and that's why I love doing these events because when we can interact with our great audience, you know, I don't think there's any other show that interacts with our audience the way we do. I mean, nobody else really, they're in the studio. And they, I, Sergeant Steve, you've been in broadcasting a long time as a program director. I know Jim Rome at one time did the, uh, what was it, the Rome tour? Have a yeah, take, don't stops. suck. The tour stops. The tour stops, exactly. Yes. yes. And, and it was rack a different. Rack them. Rack them, stack them, <laughs> and pack them. Uh, but I don't think there's anybody yet. Can you think of any? I know Glenn Beck, uh, who we know very well. Glenn used to do some of yeah, those. Yeah, Glenn would be the one that I could think of on radio that does stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he did, but it's more of a, uh, an I mean, auditorium. Rush has type done thing. a one man show before, but it's not. Yeah, he not hasn't the done. Same. That, that yeah. was actually to pay the bills early on before they could get advertisers. He did the Rush to Excellence tour. But nobody really today, you just George don't Nuri. see that. No, he doesn't do that. He's in the studio. You really don't see no, that. He, so, he goes Tim, does these one, Tim, you, know, you had uh, you had the one service guy that stood up and gave the general the accolades. Do, do you remember? That's Colonel David Cabanera, yeah. and he wanted me to come after the show to tell you it's the only function that he attends. That every branch of the military, they sit there and all they do is for five hours tell stories. He said there's no other function. He flies in. 
to whatever city we have this in. He's flying into Buffalo. His entire table flew in for that function. He was flying out right after the show. Yes, yes. But then he stood up, and what did he say to Dave? He told Dave, and he told me, you caught him before I got over to talk to him, and he said, I want to thank the general for the support that he gives our military. It's undying support. Well, and I really, to be very candid, I really don't feel right about taking that, and the reason being is because we're the ones that should thank them. And I hate... The truth is, I really feel very uncomfortable when they thank me because I'm not doing anything that any good, patriotic, loyal, uh, uh, American-loving citizen should already do. And and I almost feel guilty about it when they do it, and I try to cut them off because of that because I really believe it's the other way around. Absolutely. That's why at the end of the show, the wounded veteran that got up and spoke and the entire place gave him a standing ovation that was fantastic. That's what Absolutely. it's all about. And, you know, every, I can't tell you the number of, of our alphas that attended yesterday. And, by the way, we're, we're recording this on Sunday, February 4th, because we've got the whole crew in here for another day. And Jeff uh, Warshowitz from uh, Davidoff of Geneva and Corona Cigar was uh, kind enough to be hospitable, to let everybody gather around here. By the way, Jeff, that upstairs lounge, uh, it was a private room. We have talked about changing that into the uh, General's Five-Star Command Center Alpha Lounge. What's the delay, my friend? We've been talking about that. I'm waiting. I never got that memo. Well, 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 well we've been talking about it, and Tommy D., your uh, Senior Executive Vice President of Spirits Procurement and your General Manager here, said, great idea. I, I think we need to do he that, Jeff. filtered that out because I didn't get it. Well, well, you're getting it now. <laughs> Actually, I think, I think my son, my 10-year-old son, is up there rearranging furniture. That's right. right. I mean, we, my we, boys were up there last night, too, before Monster Jam. Oh, you had a Monster Jam <laughs> yes, last night. Voice yes. uh, Talent Ed, why don't you do a Monster Jam commercial for us while we're uh, here? No, not on your life. No, you don't do Monster <laughs> Jam? No, huh? no. What's the crowd like uh, at the Monster Jam? Not like the Alpha Pleasure Fest, I say. It is a, I, it's great, to be honest with you, great. And, that, and last night it was just a fluke. We walked out, and every driver was there. My kids got to meet him, take their pictures. Those guys are good good guys. Yeah, they and, are. Uh, it's it, believe it or not, it's Ringling Brothers Circus. It's Feld, it. yeah, right. Feld Entertainment. Oh, is it really? Yes. Oh, yeah. Feld. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So it's so it's like the modern day circus now, but with mm. you know exactly two thousand horsepower. Well, today let me. I know we've been talking about great things, but it's kind. Of, oh, you know what? We'll take a time out. But I got a very sad story that I have to tell. Very sad story. So we come back, we'll talk about that. And then, Jeff, you talk with Eric and Bobby Newman after this. You guys were in, in yes. a big powwow already for ideas, so we'll get to that. Right. It is our Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flight Line recap show the day after the uh, big Pleasure Fest event we had yesterday, Shelter Aviation at Tampa International Airport in the Cigar City of Tampa. We will continue with our great crew around the corner. Get the latest cigars, hand-picked by the General, each month, delivered straight to your door. When you join the Cigar Dave Officers Club, for just $22.95 a month, you'll receive three premium cigars in a customized Ziploc Cigar Dave pouch. To join, go to CigarDave.com. Valentine's Day, when you think of some great singers, Dean Martin. And on your special Valentine's Day, at least for your dame, Super Bowl for dames, we've got Laura Korn, 
Author of 101 Nights of Great Romance, 101 Nights of Great Sex. Now, we talked about a special romance part in Hour 1. Now, let's talk about the 101 Nights of Great Sex pleasure maneuvers after you've romanced her, after you've taken her out for dinner, after you gave her the a dozen roses with that one special white rose. Now, Laura, we're ready for the pleasure maneuvers. All right. Well, number four is called Massage Collage. And I first have to ask you, what is better than a massage? Well, about three, four other things, but massage is a good start. (laughs) All right. So what you're going to do is you're going to alternate. She's going to be on all knees, kind of like I was last segment. And you are going to come in from behind and you're going to give her kisses and you know where you're going to give her kisses. And then you're going to alternate between your tongue, Mr. Friendly, and then you're going to stop and then you're going to give her a nice back massage. Then Ah. you're going to repeat with your tongue and Mr. Friendly, and then a nice, deep massage. Oh, my God. Love We're going to call that the, the doggy-style massage. It's doggy-style bow-wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is. <laughs> 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 now, oh Laura, there's, there's a great saying that you have. Let's repeat it very quickly here. When, when you... a woman's heart melts, yes. her legs will follow. When a woman's heart melts, her legs follow. Very sage advice on Valentine's Day. Laura Korn, author of 101 Nights of Great Romance and 101 Nights of Great Sex. Alphas, we have given you the guide. We'll have all of Laura's previous interviews at CigarDave.com. Laura, I'll be over in five minutes. All right, we continue our Cigar Dave Apple Pleasure Fest on the Flight Line post-recap edition. And as I mentioned, we've been having a great time and happy uh, talk here and a lot of great camaraderie and conversation. But i got a very sad story, a sad tale that I must share with all of you. A good friend of mine, after seven years of medical school training, has been fired for one minor indiscretion. He slept with one of his patients no longer allowed to work in the profession. And when you think about it, waste of time, waste of effort, training, money. And what's even worse is that he still has all his student loans, the majority of his student loans, that he still has to pay off. And this just shows you, it's, a, it's an important life lesson, how one small mistake can ruin your life. And my thoughts go out to him and his family. He's really a great person, and even better, he's a brilliant veterinarian. Rough. <laughs> Rough general. <laughs> he's, he's under the horse now. <laughs> All right, uh, let's bring out Jeff Borschwitz. You and uh, Eric and Bobby Newman were in high-powered conference. We were shutting the doors at 3.30. You're still sitting there. We're trying to get the chairs. What was going on? All right, here's the deal. We, we, Corona Cigar is based out of Orlando. We built this Davidoff store here in Tampa several years ago, and at the end of the day, Tampa is the cigar city. Yep. When I when I say that, Tampa's the cigar city. It's the same way Detroit is the motor city. Yep. The same way Milwaukee was with the brewers and the breweries and things like that. And we kind of went through a, a, a phase where the cigar city was on a, a big decline without any, you know, it was kind of losing that culture and heritage. So I love having this festival here in the cigar city, especially at the hangar there, with the oldest family of making cigars in Tampa. So we, we're just, that's what we were talking about. How can we continue to build upon this 
because we I look at it as just lifting the overall uh, awareness of the Cigar City, not just Cigar Dave Show, not just the store, not just J.C. Newman. Right. We're talking about the lifestyle of a, of a city that was built upon cigars. And that's proud of it. I Very mean, even the mayor smokes cigars. That's right. The police here smoke cigars. That's Everybody's right. proud of it. They don't hide from it. Yep. That's what built Tampa when it was a little sleepy town back in 1895. We'll continue. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. (laughs) That could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Dave. In 1964, José O. Padrón began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padrón cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padrón controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padrón family, it's called making great cigars. The Padrón lines include the Padrón 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padrón Traditional line. All Padrón cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padrón. For your Padrón retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padrón is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. the winner of the first Nobel Pleasure Prize for Outstanding Achievement in Advancing the Alpha Male Good Life is your general, Cigar Dave. And the best part about it, it comes with a $1 million prize. So I will be uh, buying, pl- how many, uh, can, the, let's see, 28 bucks divided by a million. That's a lot of Davidoff Tampa FSGs, Jeff. We don't have that much tobacco. <laughs> Grow more, my friend. Grow more. Good problem to have. And the music you're hearing in the background is from our good friend, uh, whose memory shall last forever, Avo Uvesian. This is called Caribe, and his CD is actually available on Amazon for $9.99. And if you're a Prime member, you get free shipping, obviously. And actually, I think with Avo, uh, with um, Amazon Prime, you also can listen in their um, uh, Amazon Prime music uh, part of the package. So some great, what a great CD, and it's called Legacy. And I remember he gave me a whole stack of them, and we gave some away on the show, and I digitized it, and uh, just some great music. Abo was just, it's just up-tempo. Just play it a little bit more there, Steve. Let's hear it. Perfect cigar and whiskey-sipping music. Now, General, didn't he write music for uh, a number of Frank, other musicians? Frank Sinatra wrote Strangers in the Night. 
And I said, Avo, how long did that take you? Like three, four weeks, a month, a few months? He goes, nah, I think I woke up with a melody and uh, it took me about five minutes. <laughs> True story. True yeah. story. Absolutely. No question about it. A uh, couple things. February Officers Club selection is the Gurkha Master Select. Gurkha has brought it back. We introduced it back in Buffalo at the Buffalo uh, Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water last August. It has started shipping in October. Buffalo uh, attendees were the first to get that cigar through the tinderbox up in uh, Buffalo and Williamsville. So the Gurkha Master Select, our February Officers Club selection. If you are not a member of Cigar Dave Officers Club, go to CigarDave.com right now. Click on Officers Club, twenty-two ninety-five per month. You get three fantastic cigars in a Cigar Dave Ziploc reusable pouch, and you will get fantastic cigars. In January, we had the Alec Bradley Prinsado Lost Art. Jeff... Beautiful. They did a great yeah, job on that stick. Yeah. Yep. They got some good ratings this year, too. They did. And the most important rating is when I smoke it, I like it. And when that's you right. like it as a consumer, that's the most important rating. Yep. And by the way, we've got a big month of birthdays. Actually, Mick, your birthday coming up February 16th. Correct, General. Yes. i got to tell you, you look great for 88. <laughs> actually, I'm a year older than you. You are a year old. Well, yes, you'll be actually, uh, yes, so that's that right. A, that was a real tribute to me saying, here's your sippy cup, Mick. Well, it's, it's, it's the right size. He's oh, the yeah. oldest little brother I've ever had. Oh. <laughs> as long as it's eight ounces, it's okay for Mick. Uh, pure spirits, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now, that, speaking of Mick, I saw this story, and I saved this just for when Mick was going to be on the show. Because, Mick, if it never, if the, if the, Colonel in charge of the European Theater of Operations ever doesn't work out or any of your other endeavors, there's good news. Oh. Because you could possibly, I know this is far-fetched, you could have a career as a male porn star in Japan. Really? Yes. <laughs> Japan's number one male porn star sensation is named Kohi Nishi, and he is three feet Six inches tall. So, Mick, he may be small, but from what I understand, he's huge among his peers. Yeah, well, that's pretty good because I'm four foot six and six inches. No, if you fold him. Oh, say that again, Mick. <laughs> say that. You heard right, say, General. <laughs> yeah, fat chance. There are two chances of that, Mick. Slim and none, and Slim already left down. There is no chance, my friend. Hey, if I was three foot, that would make me a yardie. A yardie, yes. yes. <laughs> I thought if you folded it, folded him in, him in half, he'd be six feet tall. But Mick, I, I mean, know, so it. there is your inspiration, Koi Nishi, a three foot six porn star in Japan, and I think you've got what about a half an inch on him. Height-wise, I'm talking about. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, yeah. yes. I was going to say standing up or laying down. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there, there you go. Exactly. Now we talked about. You know, a lot of the players, football players, that were kneeling and disrespecting the flag and patriot. And my feeling was this, and I said this all along. If you legitimately have a problem or you are not happy with uh, certain injustices, then as far as I'm concerned, use your star, use your fame to go to the local police department and say, hey, we've got some players here. We'd like to do some ride-alongs. We would like to be a positive influence in our community. I like that, okay? General. Right. I like that. Now, LaShawn McCoy, good football player, makes a big deal and, and, and knelt, and he pulled, did something at the beginning of the season which I thought was very disrespectful. Stretching he was doing calisthenics. Yeah, nonsense. It was brutal. And he talks about he's, got his, he's got, talks about he's got his, uh, his philanthropic uh, charity. Well, I looked. And I think that uh, last year they raised $20,000 and barely gave away anything, which is a joke. So, you know, you look at a guy, some other uh, players that are in the National Football League that really do great work. And my feeling was this. We had a hockey player who since traded uh, here in, in Tampa Bay. Steve, what was, it? Was, it, uh, what was the player's name who uh, 
he didn't kneel, but he had an issue. Oh, J.T. Brown. J.T. Brown. Well, he did a ride-along with the Tampa police, and he said it totally changed everything for me. But my feeling is this. Kneeling, that's nothing more than grandstanding. Stand at respect, stand at attention, and get some of your fellow players. Go to the team and say, look, I want to do something. Because you know what? We do have a problem in, in let's say, the black community where maybe we are uh, targeted or maybe we do have some issues. Well, go and let's get the police do something saying, hey, let's have some workshops. Let's have some days together where we can really get a better understanding and get police and get people in our community together. Did he do that? Did other players do that? You know, Not a thing. They got the NFL to say, well, we're going to donate 15 or $20 million. Well, money doesn't – this is something that money – they don't need money to solve this problem. Okay? And if you really believe in something, then say, look, I want to go into my community, wherever I play or where I live, and I want to do something. And I'm sure the entire team would say, you know what, we'll get behind that. That's a positive message and a positive way to do things. But they didn't do it. And I've got a problem. But when we call them out – we have to call out the players that actually do something positive because I think too, too many times we see the negative. And we look at what J.J. Watt did in Houston raising all that money after the hurricane. But the New Orleans Saints defensive end Cam Jordan gave a special gift to a special fan. Lawrence Brooks is a New Orleans Saints fan. He's a 108-year-old World War II veteran, lives in New Orleans. And Cam Jordan heard about him and said that he's going to give every player, I think it's two tickets to the Super Bowl, he's giving his two tickets to Mr. Brooks, the 108-year-old World War II veteran. And this is what, uh, what, uh, what Cam Jordan told, told Lawrence Brooks. Quote, I just thought I'd say thank you for everything you do, your military service back in your younger days. And I think to me, uh, and this, this Jordan was the New Orleans nominee for the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award. Uh, he's done a lot of work in the community, promoting reading, discouraging bullying, emphasizing physical fitness among youth. And to me, that's a positive message, sending a World War II veteran. And I think that is a wonderful gesture. And I hope that, uh, that uh, Mr. Brooks, 108-year-old, 108, enjoys the trip to the Super Bowl, a lifetime experience. So to me, when we do hear, you know, hear a lot of negative, I think it's important to call out the positive because there are many players that do a lot of positive things. And unfortunately, the negative uh, drowns out many of the positive works that are done. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal, when he was playing for Orlando, he used to ride around with the Magic, all, the uh, police all the time. He's a, he's, did he get a, he's a licensed police officer? Yeah, he, won, he actually was considering running for sheriff. He's so, a class so, guy, right? Yeah, yeah he's, everybody says yep. that, that run into him says a pretty classy guy. I'm, now, did he ever come into your stores? I think he's yeah. a cigar smoker. Yeah, he, he, he would come in every now and then. The, it's unbelievable how big the guy is. When I shook Huge. his hand, I swear, I've never seen a hand. I mean, a guy was he's, he's <laughs> yeah, a giant. That, Jeff, that's how things change. Yes. By people doing things constructive. Yep. You know, I, I, I always said, what's the message? What's the call to action? There was no call to action. I mean, you've got to support this country because this country is all about change and change for the better. And the way we're going to get it is the exact same thing that you're saying, General. Look at how many people are doing positive things that are impacting people. And that's what we want to see. I agree. And not only that, you need a, a, an environment like this. Guys sitting around a table, smoking cigars. That would be the common denominator. As you said, General, many times before, the UN would get a lot more business done if they sat there smoking cigars. And our Congress, and, and I agree. <laughs> Jeff, it's interesting because we, you and I have talked about this before, that cigar connoisseurs, alpha males, are the most charitable people you'll ever meet. They don't have to be told by the government to do something. And I know along the line that Altatus, uh, they have Jim Colucci, when they, the Monte Cristo Foundation, 
and, and I remember going to those golf tournaments and, and players would donate their, the PGA players would donate their salary back and auction items that were maybe worth $1,000, people would bid three, 4000 because it was a great cause. And you've done charity events uh, both here and in Orlando at the stores. And you never have to get cigar connoisseurs to say, hey, reach into your pocket. They just do it. Yep. They do it. One of, the, one of the good things about the cigars, like our store in, in downtown Orlando is literally across from City Hall. And it, if people would just sit down and talk, and they do, they really do. When they sit down and talk over cigars, you can have people with very different uh, outlooks on things but have a civil discussion. And you'll be, you'll be surprised how much common ground can be found without having to call each other names and getting things nasty. So uh, if there was more cigar smoking out there, a lot more would get done. Well, you know, Bob and Barry at uh, Virgil Tobacco in Buffalo. Right. They, uh, for years, they had a beautiful event up at the Seneca Casino, and all the, all, all the funds that they raised went to some sister over on the west side of Buffalo helping people in need. I mean, so it goes to say that cigar smokers are very generous and very concerned. I always get a kick when uh, <clears throat> we hear some of our friends on the other side of the aisle, the libs. Joe Biden comes to mind where uh, on his tax return that he released a few years ago, he donated, I think his total salary as vice president and everything was like $200,000, and he had donations of $15,000, of which I think there was $300 of cash donations. The other was old furniture to Goodwill. Give me a break. <laughs> Please. Please. So, uh, you know, the, the, the Dems and the Libs, their idea of charity is taking away from uh, people that have made it where instead, because they never dig into their own pockets, but it's amazing. The people that are successful dig in their pockets. No, And, Captain Paul, you're a perfect example. Colvin Cleaners, you do your coats for kids. You do the um, the prom dresses for kids. You take care of all the expense of cleaning them, altering them, delivering them. It's really an incredible endeavor. We've talked about it on the show before, but you are to be commended because that's a big, big undertaking. Costs you a lot of money to do. But uh, that's one of the two of the, probably the most well-known charitable uh, functions events that occur in Buffalo and Western New York. Well, we're gearing up for Gowns for Prom right now. We just oh. finished Coats for Kids. Over 13,000 coats collected oh. in, in the hands of people in need. And you clean every one. Oh, yeah. And the prom dresses you clean and you alter at no charge. We have a whole alterations department. These girls feel like a million dollars. How many dresses do you do? Last year we did over 700. 700 dresses. We collect collect thousands. Yeah. Right. But then the girls that actually come through and get get gowns there were over 700 young ladies that were able to go to the prom prom that otherwise couldn't afford to go and 13,000 coats think about that 13,000 that is a lot of cleaning well this year we had a huge influx of people from puerto rico Mm. families from puerto rico it was incredible to they're put in an apartment with no furniture uh, a small little refrigerator the stories and then the word got out from our coats program when we saw what we saw how much more help came to these people in need it's you know but that's part of our dna general well done and again you do that voluntarily nobody tells you the government doesn't you do it out of your charitable uh, uh, heart uh, goodness and uh, lesson learned and i say this all the time about our alphas and our cigar connoisseurs they don't need to be told they don't need to be asked they just do it they just do it Every, our, i'm sorry go ahead, Dave. Go ahead, Dave. every year there's a great story this year one of my favorite stories with the the codes for kids this grandmother came up to me and she had a pile of coats and she had me crying she said this is my grandchildren's christmas presents yeah this lady got coats for all her grandchildren right 
and this is what she could give them. And yep. it was because of you, Paul. Absolutely. So to be commended, Paul, and uh, all of our alphas and cigar connoisseurs that are very charitable. All right. The final and concluding segment of this Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flightline Recap Show comes your way next. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the app store to get it. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. the gates of pleasure. It's the General Cigar Day. Okay, remaining minutes. First of all, I want to thank everybody once again that participated in the Cigar Day Valpo Pleasure Fest on the flight line from Shelter Aviation in Tampa. Now, we're recording this Sunday, February 4th, so it took place yesterday, but when you listen to the show, it will be a week ago. And a voice talent, Ed, many thanks. I want to thank XO Tim, Captain Paul, Mick the Brit, Jeff Borshowitz uh, from Davidoff, and Corona Cigar. I know you did well. Sold a lot of cigars. We did. Fantastic. Butcher Dave, outstanding job as always. Thank you very much. General, thanks for the opportunity. And we're going to be enjoying some great Super Bowl delicacies. Jeff, if you're in town, you and the warden, Mrs. Douglas, I should say, and <laughs> Boris and Van are more than welcome. Captain Cy, we appreciate all your help as well in coming down from the Charlotte Theater of Operations. Thank you so much, General. 
All right. And by the way, thanks for dinner. We had a great dinner. Uh, oh, we had Wednesday a fantastic night. dinner. We had a uh, steak and uh, had some great uh, things to eat with it. In fact, I had a little cocktail with it, too. You did? And uh, say hello to Panos, my good buddy. Uh, good up, uh, Panos, we missed the Greek Isles. Uh, formerly of the Greek Isles, he used to take care of us. We used to get that uh, sea bass that he would FedEx in. Bronzini. No, no, the Bronzini. Oh, Bronzini. Oh, yeah. Right, oh, yeah. From, right from the Aegean, right? Uh, yeah, from absolutely. the Mediterranean. And, and I want to thank uh, Puff Muffin, Lori. Puff Muffin, great job for all your Assistance. We missed you in the crew picture. You left. Well, you. Sh- well, I'm sorry about that. You don't but leave thank until. You for everything what's else. your job? To tend to every one of my needs, and I couldn't have needs right until the very end. So don't leave. Portuguese Princess Colleen, thank you for all your great assistance with Butcher Dave. And again, you're kind of the veteran because you've really been helping Colonel Ange. But you you did a great job as always yesterday. My pleasure. Thank you, General. And Sergeant Steve and uh, Easy Ed, we thank them as well. All right, here's a story that I was going. For- oh, by the way, Valentine's Day. When you listen to the show, will be coming up Wednesday, February 14th. Laura Korn, the author of 101 Nights of Great Romance, 101 Nights of Great Sex. We've had her on before for our Valentine's Day uh, editions and Valentine's Day segments. We're going to post all of those to give you some great Valentine's Day ideas. Our whole thing is you don't have to spend a lot of money. We say uh, you, don't need, you don't have to spend a lot of money to get a lot of bang for your buck on Valentine's Day. And I do emphasize the word bang. So Laura Korn, we'll post that at CigarDave.com and repost it on social media. Now, Butcher Dave, I was going to get to this yesterday, but we ran out of time. Was there anything else that you served in the – was there any other sorts of meat involved? Now, we had cow. We had some uh, pork. We had the hot – any other – Mystery meat that was in any of your uh, items yesterday? We had chicken. Anything else or no? Mystery meat. Mystery yeah. meat. The <laughs> oh, reason that I bring this up, there's a 500-pound serial killer by the name of Joseph Matheny oh, boy. from Maryland. He was convicted of killing, and it's just that, two young women. How's he, how's and he burying moved? their bodies wait, wait, in a shallow grave uh, uh, in the property of the pallet company he worked and lived at. But that, that's bad. But, I mean, I'd say that's the worst part, but there's another bad part as well. Oh, no. He earned the name Joe the Cannibal Matheny. There's another gruesome aspect to his crimes. He had a roadside barbecue stand. He says that he chopped up his other victims and sold their meat from a roadside stand. And he said, I had real roast beef and pork sandwiches and added a little bit of uh, some other meat. And they were good. He said, the human body tastes very similar to pork. If you mix it together, no one can tell the difference. So next time, Uh, Alphas, you are driving down the road. And you see a roadside barbecue stand. When I lived in Baltimore, there were tons of them, and there's some here in Tampa. Think twice well, about going in there because you never know what's going to be served uh, in your barbecue sandwich. Well, the well, Gen- General Mexico. Exactly. The next time yeah. everybody's in Buffalo, you're all invited over to my house for a nice smoked meal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, be I nice. want to see it in the package first. As long as it's not the people. It'll barbecue. be a donor party evening. That's correct. Yes. I'll tell you that no. that uh, that I I looked at that and I said, man, there's no way I'm stopping at a roadside. St- I want to know where they're getting their meat. Now this is another sad tale. This is true. This comes to us from Taiwan. A man in Taiwan was rushed to the hospital. And this is from the Daily Mail in the UK, well-known correct. newspaper. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, rushed to the hospital recently after his wife chewed off one of his testicles during an aggressive lovemaking session. When paramedics arrived at the couple's home, they saw the 51-year-old man, his surname, this is true, Wang. (laughs) I I saw the story, wearing a robe and holding his severed testicle in a rice bowl. Talk about an interesting sushi dish. (laughs) While the wife repeatedly explained, I accidentally bit it off. His right nad had been ripped off by his uh, wife, surnamed Hesiah, 49, 
They took him to Tung's Taichung Metro Harbor Hospital. He was treated by the ER supervisor. The uh, doctor said his, uh, the patient's scrotum was sutured, but they did not reattach his right testicle for fear of an infection. Now, we had a story. Didn't we have a story that a woman bit off a guy's something or other and they cut off his testicle for $600? They that the court gave him. I'm thinking, isn't a nut worth more than 700 bucks these days? It's priceless. At least it made a cool keychain. Well, the right one's the bigger of the two. <laughs> I, I, well, you know, I've never really gone down and looked, uh, Captain Paul, oh, but I'll tell you what, I'll ask the harem next time. I'll get a little uh, ruler and I'll have a measure next time. But talk about an absolutely strange story. Is he now known as Wang One Nut? Uh, apparently he is now. But when I read that, I, first of all, I said, wait a minute, this has got to be a gag, but it was in the Daily Mail, which is legit. So, again, I want to thank all of you. We had an absolutely magnificent time. Uh, again, to be able to get together, at not only yesterday and, and Friday, but to, uh, to, to come together today doing our, our post-Cigar uh, Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Flightline Wrap-Up Show is fantastic. And we're going to have a special surprise for all you alphas and lieutenants because I got here about 15 minutes late because I had to bring their gift bags from my office. And I had to get, it was in a storeroom, and I uh, needed to get a master key. So they, as a gag, started the first segment and said, oh, the first segment's over. So my response is, Okay, wise asses, when we're done, we're going to do a special podcast without me, and let's see these professionals. Let's see them go. Let's see how long they can go. So we're going to do a very special show. Captain Paul, you were the one that set it up, so guess what? You're all going to be able to do it. So we're going to post that afterward. I cannot be responsible for the content or the entertainment value. I will leave it at that. Again, Look out. thanks to all of you. Thanks to our alphas that attended the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line. I want to thank ExecuJet Peter Conzulo, Thomas, uh, Thomas May. I want to thank uh, everybody from Catering by the Family, Shelter. want to thank... Uh, 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 John Struther and Colleen Karcher from Republic National Distributing, Adrian Morales from Funky Buddha Brewing. We had Pendragon Acres Canine, Jeff, you and your great crew from Corona Cigars, and thanks for your hospitality. Cigar Dave, the general saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. <laughs>